Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can go online now to sunburymotors.com. Check out their great line of Fords, Lincolns, Kia, Hyundais. Terrific new vehicles, and also their outstanding pre-owned inventory. You can look online, pick out something you really like, and you can get the process rolling from the comfort of your own home at sunburymotors.com. Andrew Marshan in a few moments from the New York Post. But first, our play-by-play call of the day. Gagne for Leno. Leno to Richards. Richards is shot, redirected. Gagne shot. He scores! Simone Gagne! Can you believe it? Play goal and the Flyers all the way back now lead this thing four to three. Giroux will clear the zone. This improbable, incredible comeback is complete. History made in Boston tonight. The Flyers defeat the Bruins 4-3. They are the third team in NHL history to come from behind after trailing a series three games to none. And a great moment. They didn't win the Cup that year, but still a great moment. And uh, he said, can you believe it? Yeah, I can because it already happened. All right, so uh, <laughs> have a little fun with it. Andrew Marshan joins us from the New York Post. Andrew, welcome back. Again, we hope you and yours are well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, so Monday Night Football obviously is going to change. You had an opportunity at least to uh, – connect with Booger McFarlane, who uh, still has a couple of years to go on his contract. In the end, why didn't it, Why didn't that work? I think, number one, it was just an ill-conceived idea. Um, number two, they were too inexperienced. So two years ago, when Monday Night Football had their new crew, it was Joe Tessitore as the play-by-play guy. He had never called an NFL game. Jason Witten retired from the Cowboys. He'd never called any games. And then Booger McFarlane was in uh, the Booger Mobile on the sideline, and he had done a limited amount of games. Um, and so you go into the Monday night booth, which is the most scrutinized probably booth in sportscasting in our country, and uh, it's not the place to have on-the-job training. So uh, that's what happened, and uh, so it quickly uh, was punished uh, really because of what the decisions to, to put the crew together, more, less so than it being those guys' fault, in my opinion. And, in fact, you uh, there's talk about a prominent studio role. Is that where he probably is more comfortable? I know he liked doing the games. This didn't make the article, but he did enjoy it. He said it was, like, second to, um, you know, to being on the field. It's close you can get that or coaching. Uh, but... Um. Yeah, he he rose at ESPN because of his studio work. So, um, you know, studio and doing games is a much different um, avenue, as you know. Uh, and so, um, 
so yeah, I think he could excel there, uh, and it makes sense. And I think if they put him in the right position, uh, it could work out for him. But they're going to have to rehabilitate his image, and you know, because he got hurt by you know uh, not being accepted in a two-year uh, run on Monday night. I mean, that's going to stay with you in your career. Um, and so uh, he, he's going to. Uh, there's ways to get get it going the other direction, um, and it's possible. But uh, there's some work to be done. It's interesting because for years, Fox, uh, it may not have been a three-man booth, but they had Tony Saragusa on the sideline, and they mixed him in. Uh, Tom Luganville in college is mixed in from the sideline more than uh, really as an analyst along the way. They put him in the, quote, boogermobile, right? Uh, how tough was it for them to adapt having him being so far away from the other two guys in terms of communication? Yeah, you just don't get the verbal cues and maybe even more importantly the physical cues that you would if you're sitting yeah. next to each other. And so that kind of was the, the biggest issue. So to, And they had it work together. So if you're like three best friends who've known each other for 30 years and you tried it, maybe. You know each other's, you know... Um, ticks and your personalities really well and maybe you can go in and out but when you're three guys you didn't know each other at all and you're trying to do that again on national tv 15 million people watching uh it's asking way too much and and here's the thing football players are put in position all week in their careers thinking they're a game plan and the whole week is about the game plan game plan and try to figure out a way to win um you know the, the game on sunday and you want to be put in the best position to be successful, and they just weren't put in that position. What now of Joe Tessitore? He'll go back to college. Um, you know, what number in terms of their depth chart, that remains to be seen, but, but he'll go back to college where he's more suited. Uh, you know, he's kind of a hype man, and so uh, college lends itself more to that. The NFL, there's only you know, 30 teams, 30 30, 30 teams, right? Um, 30 yeah. teams, and so uh, you don't um, you don't need to hype up everything. You know, it's all they're all good teams, even the ones that are going to pick first in the draft. And college, you know, you got an upset. That's where you want to kind of bring the uh, kind of WWE style uh, to the uh, telecast, and so that fits him, I think, a little bit better. You also mentioned in here, and it's you know that, that Steve Levy is a leading candidate, and Levy has at least done the NHL before. But you know, you talk about Testor being a college announcer. That's what Levy has been of late. So does he bring that same kind of deal to the table to Monday Night Football? Because that's what he's been doing is college football. Yeah, well, ESPN doesn't have the luxury of, of the other networks in that um, you know, the other networks. Um, they, CBS and Fox, you know, they have guys on their uh, and gals on their um, NFL play-by-play list that they could, in theory, call up to, you know, from number two, Ian Eagle with CBS or Kevin Burkhart with Fox if they if they had an opening at the top spot. ESPN doesn't have other NFL games. They only have the one game. So you're going to have to go to the college ranks. Levy does have an NFL background. I mean, he, he's not as gifted a play-by-play guy as some others, um, but he's a long-time ESPN guy, does have an NFL background. Um, so, you know, it is a bigger stage. It's a tougher stage. Uh, but he's, I think, more likable maybe than Tessator. 
uh, so that could help him. Uh, but if you're looking at ESPN's decision making, you know this this position has been open three times, tw- twice before now um, since Levy's become a play-by-play guy, and they've gone with McDonough, Shaw McDonough, and then they went Joe Tessitore. So they passed him over two times earlier. Um, right now, I say he's the favorite, but you know, could they go someplace else? I think it's, I guess it's possible, but I think it's Levy's right now, unless. If there's no college football season or if it's a drastically reduced college football season, then maybe Chris Fowle and Kirk Kirkstreet just do it for this year. That would be really interesting. Uh, Other names that you mentioned in your column as analysts, Dan Orvlowski, Louis Riddick, and the possibility uh, that a name that's thrown in there that Levy's worked with before, and that's Brian Greasy. Yeah, so uh, I think it will be either one of those guys as the analyst or maybe two. Um, and I think you can make cases for all of them. Uh, no slam dunks, but uh, they all have their merits as well. All right, well, let me ask you, this is something that's also going to be critical. One of the keys to the fact that the CBA getting it done now, and they got it done two months ago, was that it then opened the door with 10 years of labor peace to then the next critical part. And that would be the TV negotiations. What's the initial read you have on TV negotiations as to how this could possibly fall out between ESPN, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and or somebody like Amazon? Well, first off, the plan was to, to go right into and get into these negotiations, which I think the NFL might still go forward with it, despite what's going on with the virus and the and the economy. Um, but when you ask me what, it's hard to make predictions, I mean, quite honestly, but the one I could tell you is Amazon, I don't see being big players in terms of like an exclusive package. You know, will they continue to do Thursday night as a digital platform? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they already signed a contract for that. But in terms of like, you know, seeing Monday night football go to Amazon, I don't think so. Now they could write a check that's so big that maybe, uh, you know, maybe the NFL looks at. It. I just don't, but I don't really see how that works in the Amazon business model. Like, I don't think they don't need it. Like, they, the idea is for them is to get as many Prime subscribers as possible, and um, they have a lot already. So, hey, I mean, could, maybe maybe it makes sense, but I don't know. When you do the math, I don't know if they need it. So I don't think they're just going to needlessly write out, out a check. Uh, you know, again, not impossible, but I think that's probably the next time around. Maybe Amazon becomes bigger players uh, for live sports. Uh, in, in that at that level, um, so that said, I think you know uh, there probably there might be some movement, but um, I think I do know that all of the networks, CBS, Fox, ESPN, I mean they desperately want to keep what they have, and in every case except for CBS, which I think is happy just to stay with that Sunday package. Um, I think NBC, Fox, and ESPN would like to add more if they can, and ESPN specifically, uh, you know, with Disney. Under the umbrella of Disney, uh, they would like to add a Super Bowl, and so uh, I think you could see some Monday Night Football move back to ABC or something uh, of that ilk. Uh, with ABC trying to get involved even more so. You're reading my mind. I was about to ask about the ABC component in the Super Bowl because, as ESPN, as a lone entity, they're not going to get it. Yeah, they're not going to probably put it on cable. Um, yeah, and. I mean, you can just see there, there's a move back to broadcast. Fox is going heavy uh, around live sports for their broadcast network. Uh, 
And so, you know, it makes sense for ABC. Super Bowl is the biggest money maker. Obviously, it costs a lot to get, but I mean, the ad sales and just the for network, the momentum it gives it in, in the ad market for the whole year um, is pretty important. So, uh, it really doesn't make sense for how much Disney pays the NFL that they don't have the Super Bowl. I mean, that's something that they um, they didn't get in any of these deals, and you know, obviously, cable has changed. You know, the idea of having Monday Football and ESPN was, you know, to be able to drive the cable fees even higher. Yeah. Now, with you know, cut, cord cutting, come, you know, um, in play, the move to ABC makes sense, and, and I, I do think ESPN very well will have football, uh, but they don't necessarily even need the games. They need the ancillary programming, and then, uh, um, well, I shouldn't say that. They they do need the games as well. <laughs> um, right. So, but they, they need you know both. So I, I could see Disney trying to get two packages. Andrew, I want to ask you just about regional networks for a moment. And, of course, two big players in regional networks are Yes around you and SNY, for example. A, how they've been able to, quote, survive because, you know, they they want to have the, you know, whether it's the Nets and the Yankees in combination or whatever, that takes up 260 nights of programming a year for them. Uh, and is there going to be a reduced fee if it's baseball, because they're only doing half the games. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be reduced fees. But so you said surviving, and I guess you're—I—I I assume you mean financially. Yes. If you look at it as yep. subscription models, and cable is a subscription model. They really haven't been hurt as badly as um, advertising-based, especially things that are solely advertising-based, like radio or newspapers. Um, right. You know, which are not solely, I shouldn't say, but are you know pretty much are very reliant on advertising. Um, that said, um, when you look at cable, I mean, their fees have not changed. Now, some people, yeah. the cord cutting has been exasperated by this, you know, I guess, um, epidemic because you know people have lost their jobs and then they look to cut and and the, the way of the world in terms of the the move to digitalization. You know, some things that might have been five years away have been pushed up drastically, um, and which has caused you know attrition in media and, and, and all fields pretty much. Uh, but so cable has gotten their money. So now the question is, and I do think when you look at the markers that they're setting seventy eight baby two, I've not, I don't know the exact numbers in these contracts, but I have a feeling they're around those to get the cable money uh, for all these uh, local teams uh, with their regional sports network. I don't think. Uh, that they're going to do these deals and there's no fans and then not be able to uh, to claim all of their money or at least a large percentage of their money uh, in their cable deal. One final question that deals with sports inventory itself. Uh, Darlington will start up this weekend and then eventually we will get the uh, IndyCar at Texas, then we'll get the Pro Golf Tour. But if things were to fall in place, and it's a big if because we're all waiting to see. We're all playing the waiting game. You would have baseball, possibly the Stanley Cup playoffs, possibly the NBA playoffs, then the NFL season starts. Oh, and by the way, then there's going to be tennis, and then there's going to be golf tournaments, and there's you know there's going to be everything piled into once, which it could be the most active sports fall ever broadcast-wise. 
what is this going to mean for networks to have a Kentucky Derby and college football going on, the Masters in November with the NFL and the maybe the NBA and NHL going on? What's that going to mean in terms of how networks are going to have to handle all this? I think it will be great and welcomed mayhem uh, for all of us. Um, well done. And God bless us all if we can get all of it on and everyone can stay healthy and um, yes. and we have this thing under control. Uh, so, yes, I, I think I've said this before on other shows. I'll say it here when my kids were little. And, you know, anybody with little kids out there, I think this is a book, but if they say it on some of the little kids' shows as well. When I talk to kids, they say you get what you get and you don't get upset. Well, I think that's the case now. You know what I mean? You don't. Like people go, well, it's not a real baseball season, only 82 games, whatever. You know, it's not, you know, football might not have fans, it's whatever. It's, if we can play and people can be healthy first and foremost, uh, then uh, you get what you get and you don't get upset. So to answer your question, yeah, it will be a lot, but I think we all would welcome it and hopefully we get to see it. I welcome organized mayhem. Why not? <laughs> I welcome exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. It's better than this, right? <laughs> exactly right. It's better than the alternative of what we're doing right now. My friend, th- thank you so much. Appreciate your time, your insight. Love your column always. It's always a must read. Great. I appreciate you and uh, hope everyone in your audience and you are all doing well and are healthy. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew Marchand, New York Post. The King is coming up in the next half hour. No need. I don't. There's no need for the King to weigh in on that that email that was sent by Corey from Brewers Outlet. I mean, this is a, a awesome idea, don't you think? Slushies? Absolutely. Six flavors on tap, especially with tomorrow's weather. Eighty-three oh, here tomorrow. Eighty-three tomorrow. Yeah. And then he. Then he makes a mistake and he tells Jaws to stop by and taste test. I mean, you just. <laughs> I appreciate the enthusiasm, Corey. Like, you know, sometimes you, you say a sentence or you write a sentence and you want it back. That could be it. <laughs> oh, man. I would love to go to Brewers Outlet right now. Boy, how about that? We we go over there. We should do the show over there, and you get slushies and pickles. And I'd be down for that. Whew. Love it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. I can hear the suit now. You better you better take a break here on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. <laughs> Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And uh, go to sunburymotors.com to check out the great inventory of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new vehicles. Their pre-owned inventory, awesome. And you can buy online in the comfort of your own home at sunburymotors.com. Uh, here's a story that is um, <laughs> that is I understand the emotion of it but it's the Blake Snell story have you looked into that at all the Blake Snell story about, I haven't seen that no he wants 
He says he doesn't want to come back for less money than he's supposed to make. Um, because of the danger. In other words, he wants his full salary. And that's not playing out well. Allegedly, uh, what, three million more were added to the unemployment rolls today? It's 36 million. He has a five year, $50 million contract where he's scheduled to make $7 million this year. I mean, I, that's not a good look. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Deal with the best. You can go online right now and do exactly that. Go to sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, Kia, great product lines, and an awesome pre-owned inventory. You can do all this from the comfort of your own home. You can look at it and say, you know what, that's awesome. I like it. Let's get the buying process going. And that would be at sunburymotors.com. One quick note, I mentioned to Matt, by the way, uh, about the slushies over at Brewer's Outlet, which are going to be awesome. They're awesome. Suit went in there one day, ordered 10. They said, we hope you and your family enjoy it. He went, family? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) With that, we bring in the king. What up? (laughs) He's here. I barely made it, but I made it. So, barely made it. Well, I'm, we're oh just my glad God. you did. The kids are away from school, so they tore up all the roads here, and now they're all under construction. And I'm like a quarter mile from my house, and they've got everything stopped. So I'm like, oh, come on, man. So, <laughs> really? So, that's not, that's anyway, good. how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, Matt's doing great. Baby's doing great. Good. So, yeah. How many grandchildren do you have now? Me? Six. Hmm. Huh? Six. Six? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren just turned 12. No, Collins, she's the oldest. Yep, Colin's eight. Ben's four and a half. So it's possible. Ryan's three and a half. Uh, Madeline is 19 months. And little June is uh, coming up on seven months. Oh, cool. I call her June? Yes. That's very nice. Yeah. You you know, in like eight years, you could be a great grandfather. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) How cool is that? (laughs) You know, and then there's a possibility you could be a great great grandfather oh, at that point. Yeah, I know. One at a time here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna sit back on the bucket of popcorn and watch. I think it's funny. <laughs> oh good, no. Good I for mean, you. You did good. 
Uh -oh. I'm the, um, I am the uh, spoil'em grandfather, so you know that's they, your job. So. And and I'm I'm one of those that yeah you know, the parents will get a little upset, and I'm one of those like oh they could do no wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No need to raise your voice. <laughs> How's the alcoholic dog doing? Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it's upstairs sleeping it off right now. <laughs> Come again? Oh, yeah, he's drunk all the time, this dog, man. You got to see him. It's so funny. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he tried to get it to come into the house is like docking a spaceship. Come on, a little closer. <laughs> he looked at his eyes are crossed, he staggers around. And goes, <laughs> I'm going to need some photo evidence of this. Oh, this this dog is going to be. Let's see. It will be. I will have had this dog for 16 years, so it's coming up on its 18th birthday. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. You got yeah. him from like Germany, right, or somewhere? Hungary. Hungary. Yeah. Does he speak English yet? I can tell you right now, it takes no commands in English. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an immigrant. He's drunk all that? the time. We're telling you to understand you. So, <laughs> I mean, he's really that's... adorable. He's really funny. So. No, no, no. The, the talk I really... <laughs> <laughs> I I kid around all the time. It's the perfect foil because it can't answer back. Uh, so <laughs> you got to hear him, Matt, talk to this dog. It is so funny. Oh my god! <laughs> I certainly will have to do that now. <laughs> you have to. Say, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, he talks to the dog like it's drunk, and it's so funny. <laughs> Laugh out loud. So. I'll look over. I'll look over, and it'll like be going around. So you can't even walk a straight line. <laughs> What's he drink? Vodka. <laughs> oh, you name it. It's got a flask in its bed. <laughs> the dog looks at you, and you're like, "Wow, man, you're wasted." <laughs> Oh, I love the dog, so what the heck. It's a good yeah. dog. It is a good dog. It's been a good dog. So. Our dog got a, a dog carrier this week. Oh, really? Yeah. It's pink, and you can put her in it and walk her around like a baby. So. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like King Tut now. So. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a fenced in yard. I'm not, you know, I'm not carrying it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, you got a fenced in yard, but Claire likes to walk, and they walk all over the place. And then there after a while, she gets tired, so you can just throw her in the cart and drive her around like a little princess. So hmm. it's neat. It's pink, and she got in a fight two weeks ago with two other dogs. All right, house. there we go. There's it's got a little Jones yeah. in it. <laughs> And now you just roll her by that house and she middle claws them, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, Claire, they got to beat her up now. They are now. <laughs> so, now. This is like Wild Kingdom here. They had a hawk swoop down at her. So, oh, jeez. Oh, we're in Wild Kingdom. I mean, it's all the woods. The forest is owned by Yukon. So. Right. And the forest is the border between us and Yukon. So, this place, is the, the town's deserted. Without the students here, there's nobody here. So. Oh, no. We we have, uh, obviously, here, and we have 45,000 students. Now, not all of them are gone. 
Yeah, there's right. about a thousand still here. Right now, there's still about yeah, there's, yeah, there's about seven hundred living on campus. But there are a bunch of young people that came back to this area after spring break because they have apartments. Yeah. Well, I and, tell you, the traffic is double what it was two weeks ago here. Yeah, people yeah, are reopening their companies without they're tired of listening to the garbage that they're coming up with, the rhetoric and the. They're around here. They're letting the restaurants open for outside only. Okay, it's going to be nice, though. I mean, I'll say this: is going to be nice. No, but understand, a restaurant in order to make money has to be at eighty percent occupancy. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know. They're just oh, no, going to well lose aware. money, and it's just. Uh, and you know that six hundred dollars stimulus that the federal government threw on everybody's paychecks, their unemployment. So you're asking these people to come back to work For and make minimum money. wage, and they make lose money. 600 bucks a week, and the right. owners are losing their shirts by opening. Right. Just let them. You've trained us well. We wear masks. We keep distance. We'll Let us be adults, and we'll work our way through it. I heard on WEEI this morning, this guy's good. That's Greg Hill. I don't know if you yeah. ever heard of him. Yeah. But he replayed Ronald Reagan's speech, and Ronald Reagan said, the government lays out a plan for you. The government gives you statistics. The government gives you suggestions, and then the government gets out of the way and lets you do it. And that's not what's happening now. They are talking to people like we're little children, and they're going to protect us from the, this big, mean virus. And the virus is not going away, so we're going to have to live with it, and we're going to have to live a different way. But you got to let us do it. You just can't. We'll let you open a restaurant outside only. And that's 50%. So if 25% of your business is outside... Now right. you're allowed to open up outside right. at fifty percent of that, so you can open up twelve percent right. of your business. Uh, right. It's just going to cost these guys a fortune to open, and right. if they don't open, they get forgotten. So right, exactly. Uh, did did your state form. did your state just fire the health commissioner? Yes. Okay. Yep. No reason. Thought I, re- I thought I'll I tell that. you what the reason was. She told him what he's doing. He's crazy, and nobody oh. tells this guy what to do. He's a jerk. Period. <laughs> uh, he, his commission is his wife's business partners. Okay. There's not one legislator, Democrat or Republican, on his committees, or he's turned the whole thing into a little dictatorship, like he's a king. This and is the he state. Won't this, this, to this anybody at all. Just so everyone knows, this is the state of Connecticut he's talking about. That's why I was asking because I thought I, I thought I read yesterday the health commissioner got fired. Like, yeah. geez, yeah, wow. and he won't give a reason. He said it's time to move on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's like a little king. What? Well, he's the, he he defines a politician who loves this. In other words, he's getting all of this attention, and he's in charge, and he's keeping me and my wife safe. He's keeping our dogs safe. He's, you know, 
because we're incapable of doing it ourselves. So. No, I mean, no, no. Hard liquor is keeping my dog safe. All right, so let's uh, <laughs> let's let's take a break. In the back. Let's go full circle on the joke. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today. Time out for a little trivia. That's why we're doing it today. Matt's not going to be here tomorrow. So since Matt's not going to be here tomorrow, we wanted to do this today because Matt has loaded up on many, many questions. Of course. I have come prepared. Oh. <laughs> Unlike the Me host. Me too, man. Bring it on. <laughs> I'll make mine up as we go. <laughs> Shall I lead it off then? Yes. Okay. Who was the first player to win consecutive NBA MVP awards since MJ in 91 and 92? Consecutive? Consecutive NBA MVP awards. Since Michael Jordan. I will say Shaquille O'Neal. Kev. I'll say Seth Curry. Eh, eh. Tim Duncan Uh is the correct answer. In 2002 other, and 2003. My other choice. That was my other thought was Tim Duncan, who's Tim going. Duncan. Who's, yeah. Great. Look, Good five question. NBA titles. Five yep. NBA titles, yeah. Good question. And this year's Hall of Fame class, too. In it yep. to win it. Who's up? I'll go next. Cy Young is number one all time in victories in Major League Baseball. Who is number two? Walter Johnson. Outstanding. Well done. Wow. Yeah, I was not going to say that. 417. (laughs) (laughs) I was right. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The great Walter Johnson. Bring it on, baby. Okay. How many teams won more than 100 total games during the 2000s decade? And that's a... That's current between the year 2000 and 2020, and football, NFL. What, what, 100 games? Yeah, have won over 100 games in the 2000 era. Yeah, okay. How many teams and who are they? Let's see, the Arizona Cardinals are out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could eliminate a lot of them. <laughs> the Giants well, are out. <laughs> yeah, the Giants are out. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Patriots are one. 
Yes. Uh, the Steelers would be another one. Yes. Uh, the Eagles see. are definitely one. And a boy, Matt. Yeah, that's yeah, the one say. I didn't think you got. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. One more. One more. Um, let's see. I'll go. I'll go on a completely different tangent. I'll say the Baltimore Ravens. Eh, Matt. I'm going to say uh, the Packers. I was actually going to go with the Saints. No. Indianapolis Colts. Ah. Peyton Manning. Oh. Peyton Manning. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. When you hear it, you're like, oh, my God, how did I not yeah. get that? You know. Well, except, but, except when they were down and out, they were down and out. Yeah, they had a bad year here or there, but they won. Yeah. They actually then, won the most. Yeah. And then Indianapolis Andrew Luck. has 115, New England 112, Philadelphia 103, and Pittsburgh 103. Wow. No. All that and only one Super Bowl title for the Eagles. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt's like, hey. At least I got one. Yeah, I, I did. And I actually did do that because of all the, especially because of all the early years with Andy Reid. Yes. Yeah. Won a lot, a lot of games, but never always bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Muhammad Ali retired from boxing in 1981. What is his career record? I will say that I don't know how many wins, but I'll say he had three losses. Close on the losses I'm part. I'm going to say okay, four losses. It's five. Yeah, I was going to say five, and I think he had 38 wins. 55. 55 and five. 55? Yep. Well, he I didn't lost, know he had that many fights. He, oh. lost, to, he lost to Joe Frazier. He's in jail he, for a while. <laughs> he, lost to, he lost to Leon Spinks. He lost to Ken oh. Norton. Ken Norton. He lost to Trevor Burbick. And uh, he lost to the champion there. Remember, he didn't want to... Oh my God! It's, it's, it's the guy from uh, and Joe Frazier. And Joe Frazier. No. The, yeah, he lost the to Joe Frazier. Didn't want to hit him anymore. Um, oh my God! Uh, Mom and Dad saw him training up at the Granger Hotel. Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes. That's right. He did yep. lost to Larry Holmes. Yep. yep. Yeah. In fact, I've, I've met Larry Holmes for goodness' sakes. Larry Holmes was up here in Phillipsburg. I'm at a golf Good tournament man. one day I was at. Yeah. Remember that fight? He kept looking at yeah. the ref. He said, I don't want to like, hurt him. And yeah. He said, please stop the fight, you know. And, and Mohammed just it. kept coming, you know. Yeah. Uh, wow. Good question. Yeah. Matt, you come armed today. That was a good question. I tried. Okay, yeah. Steve-O, you're up. You got to give us credit for figuring out who we lost to, though. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> right. You definitely get bonus points for that. <laughs> uh, what name the last team to defeat Sandy Koufax when he pitched? I am going to go with the Mets. Okay, Matt. I'm going to go Padres. 
the Baltimore Orioles. It was in the World Series. Oh wow! Good question. <laughs> Jim, Jim, and the winning pitcher was Jim Palmer. Wow. Yeah. Good question. Who was the only team? This is back in the NFL. Who's the only team to end the decade with a 500 record overall? In football? Yes, NFL. I they were say, 80 and 80. I will say the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go Rams because of all those years with Jim Fisher minus 1999. Nope. J E T F Jets Jets Jets. Oh, that's not so. That that's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> the typical Jets. Just five hundred. <laughs> the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. I mean, they <laughs> suck most of the time. When were they? I guess with Mark Sanchez, they make the they made the AFC yeah, Championship they, game back to back years. Remember they, they beat the Patriots? No. Yeah. They had back to back. Then Parcells was the coach. Yeah, well, back when Rex um, Ryan, what's his name? Uh, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Was Rex Ryan. Yeah, yeah. They won a lot of games. So. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. My last one is also football related. What was the first Super Bowl to use Roman numerals in its title? Five. And oh. close. Six. <laughs> and three. <laughs> three? Really? Yes. Super Bowl three with the with the uh the Ravens, the Colts and the Jets. Okay. Wow. Good questions. Yeah. How about that? Super Bowl I I I. Yes. Because it said the previous two were just called were called the, the AFL N- NFL N- NFL AFL World Championship game, yeah. In fact, if you look at the center of the field at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, that's what it says on the field. Super Bowl three. I remember that. And as the, uh, just remember, there's no I in team, but there's an M and an E. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Great job, gentlemen. Fun. Thank you. Yes, that was a good round. Good job. Can't wait for next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Matt gets uh, the day off tomorrow. Something about Barbados. Don't know what that means. I'll try not to tell Governor Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia is 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And go to sunburymotors.com. 